Today, 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 everything changes for you. There is absolutely nothing any of us can do to change our past. But please know that your decision to join us in the purity of our praise unto God today definitely changes your future. St. Peter United decrees that you are worthy, you are loved, you are accepted, and you have a purpose. Sermon ...to add to that series. Our scripture reading today comes to us from Proverbs and one of those three biblical books of wisdom. The others are Job and Ecclesiastes. So on your Bible app or in your pew Bible, or if you have a Bible at home, for those who are viewing online, please go to the book of Proverbs, chapter 18, Proverbs chapter 18. This is going to be quick because it's just one verse, Proverbs 18, verse 15. I'll be reading it from the New Revised Standard Version. Scripture says, an intelligent mind requires and acquires knowledge. An intelligent mind acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seek knowledge. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today's message is deconstructing anti-intellectualism deconstructing anti-intellectualism. Let us pray. Gracious God, give us the eye of the eagle. Help us to see into all of our hopes, joys, fears, and sorrows. Weave our hand to the gospel plow and tie our tongues to truth. Come, thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Let us hear from you the still-speaking, ever-living God that is in our midst. This is our prayer in the name of our great ancestor and savior, Jesus Christ, amen. So for those of you that might have missed any of the deconstruction sermons, I'll just do a brief recap on what deconstruction is. When we talk about Christian deconstruction, we're talking about a process in which individuals critically examine their beliefs their doctrines, their theology, and assumptions within the framework of Christianity. It involves questioning and reevaluating traditional interpretations to uncover deeper truths and reconciling personal experiences with faith. Deconstruction does not necessarily mean abandoning one's faith, but rather dismantling rigid structures to allow for a more authentic, nuanced, and possibly even complex understanding of God. It invites us, it invites believers to confront doubts, to explore different perspectives, and to embrace, uh-oh, watch out, uncertainty, ultimately leading to a reconstructed faith that is more inclusive, empathetic, and in harmony with our evolving spiritual journey. In other words, deconstruction means you start thinking about maybe what the church taught me was not great for me and does not serve my life well. 
maybe what the church taught me is actually damaging to my livelihood, damaging to my spirit, and damaging to my relationship with God. Deconstructing means you begin to step outside of the realm that you have traditionally operated in and what you've thought about God so that you can begin to explore something different and that is life-giving for you. So what is anti-intellectualism? I know it's a big word. It is when people don't value or appreciate the importance of learning, knowledge, or thinking deeply about things. It's like not wanting to use your brain to understand new ideas or explore different perspectives. Instead, it's choosing to ignore facts. Sound familiar? Being okay with not knowing. Sound familiar? Or believing that being smart or curious is not an important thing. It's like saying, I don't need to learn or understand things. I'm just fine the way I am. Or it's like saying, you don't need to go to school to get that degree. You just need to stay here and stay with mama and stay with daddy. You don't need to be going to the cemetery. Oh, I mean the seminary. You don't need to learn nothing more about God because you know all you need to know because Reverend said so. Because the Bible said so. Don't learn anything other than what we've been teaching you down at the Good Hope Fellowship Baptist Church of God and Christ Pentecostalism. But remember, being an intellectual means to embrace curiosity. It means to ask questions. It means to be open to learning new things that can help us grow and make informed decisions. So why did I decide to preach on this topic? I watched Shiny Happy People. If you have not seen it, you should watch it. It is a thought-provoking, shocking, and in my opinion, a scary documentary that delves into the lives of the Duggar family. Do you remember them on TLC? They were very known, they were known for their conservative Christian lifestyle, lifestyle and the series explores their deeply rooted anti-intellectualism, emphasizing their skepticism towards higher education, critical thinking, and intellectual pursuits. If you watch this documentary, you will see that they spread their toxic theology through the homeschool program. They created curriculum that denied evolution existed that only focused on creationism. And they told the people when they launched their, high, their school curriculum that once they graduated from high school, it would be akin to having a law degree. Today, because of the scandal that happened, it's now just a Sunday school curriculum. How do we go from law degree to Sunday school curriculum? <laughs> Through this compelling storytelling, the show raises some important questions about the impact 
of this anti-intellectualism and personal development, societal progress, and the ability to navigate the ever-evolving complex world. It sparks conversations about the value of intellectual curiosity. South activist, South African activist Steve Biko said this, the most powerful weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the mind of the oppressor. I wish we could just say, it's just dumb people being dummies. I wish we could just say that it's just a dummy leading other dummies. But what it is, is very smart people that know how to manipulate people that are leading other people who have decided to be dummies. I don't want to call them dummies. I say they decided to be dummies. In this documentary, we learn about the concept of authority that they teach. So God is the authority. And guess, guess who's at the top of that authority? This, it's the religious leaders in this movement is in the top of the authority. Then after that, guess who's next? The man of the house. He's the next level of authority. Then the wife, then the children. And everybody beneath the man of the house is subject to being beat into obedience and submission. This system was constructed by somebody that preaches against anti-intellectualism, but I would argue is an intellectual themselves. You gotta be real smart to figure out how you're gonna manipulate and control thousands of people. This is what makes the very concept of anti-intellectualism evil. It is the use of an intellectual who possesses more knowledge to use it to corral other people into not believing anything other than what they teach and preach. Proverbs 18.15 says, an intelligent mind acquires knowledge and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. This verse emphasizes the value of seeking knowledge and wisdom and highlights the importance of intellectual curiosity and discernment. It encourages us to actively pursue understanding and engage in critical thinking, counteracting any tendencies toward anti-intellectualism. But you might say, because I know some of y'all are thinking about it, because you know I know we struggle, because as soon as I started putting it together, I thought to myself, what about Proverbs 3, 5 through 6? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. What is that next line? Do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. So what does that mean? It does not mean that Proverbs 18:15 is a lie, and it doesn't mean that Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 is a lie. It means that both of them possess some truth, and God wants to use both our mind and our spirit. Somebody say, well, does that mean that I should only rely on the Spirit to guide me? Should I only study the Bible? Should I only listen to what the preacher says or my apostle or my bishop? Listen, I believe 
and y'all have heard me say this before, because I don't seek to control you or to have power over you. What I want you to be is a smart, intellectual person that is seeking God for yourself, reading books for yourself, and if you don't agree with something I have to say, let's sit down and let's talk about it. We still may not agree at the end of the day, but at least you have a case to make and we can have an intellectual discussion about it without throwing up our hands and walking away and saying, you're evil, you're going to hell, you don't know what you're talking about. God may be working with you and through you on something that is not going to relate to me because that is not my struggle. I believe when power is concentrated in the hands of a few people and knowledge is forbidden, we end up with scandals, dying churches, predatory preachers, pedophile pastors, prophesying prophets, bully bishops, and apostles that can win Oscars for the drama they create. Beware of those that want you to color in the lines of their theology who seek to be the only source of truth, proclaiming that they alone know the mind of God. You better learn to think for yourself. Frederick Douglass said, intellectual growth should commence at birth and cease only at death. This is not going to be a church where you hang your head up when you get to the door and just let me deposit all kinds of stuff into you and you walk away saying, the pastor said. You had better think for yourself, read for yourself, enroll in the education courses, see what else is out there so that you can grow yourself spiritually. All I can do is provide some guardrails. But even then, you might need to swerve off the guardrail so that you can figure some stuff out for yourself. This anti-intellectualism that has creeped into the church often manifests as a dismissal of critical thinking and rigorous examination of theological concepts. This mindset rejects the value of knowledge and intellectual pursuits, breeding a superficial faith lacking depth and robust understanding. That's why when you don't get what you prayed for, now you don't believe in God anymore because what you were taught was a bunch of bull anyway. You weren't taught to wrestle with life. You were taught for God to be a genie in a sky. You were taught Santa Claus theology. But the God I serve causes me to think clearly about what is happening to me in life. The God I serve causes me to wrestle with issues and to seek God out and to see how God is moving in it, to see how God is moving even in death. God is at work. And so to treat God as though there's some magical genie in the sky that's granting wishes to those who are favored, it's just absolutely ridiculous to me. These segments within the evangelical tradition have sometimes overlooked the importance of intellectual engagement, leaning heavily, leaning heavily 
on emotional experiences, valuing personal conviction over theological substance, valuing racism over theological substance, valuing prejudice over theological substance, valuing misogyny over theological substance, valuing homophobia over theological substance. Theological substance causes us to wrestle with ideas and the pressing issues of today to see how God is faithful and moving in this generation. The worst thing they did, y'all have heard me say it, the worst thing they did is when a bunch of white men in power decided to seize control of the Christians and created the Holy Bible. Oh, but it's the infallible, inerrant word of God created by the emperor of Rome because the Christians were getting out of control. I don't know if you've heard that at a church before, but that's, again, had you studied history <laughs> and your pastor have known that, they would have told you this whole idea of inerrancy and infallibility based off of an empire that crucified Jesus ought to be a problem. Similarly, some in the black church tradition, while celebrating the power of the Holy Spirit and kicking over every pew, discourage intellectual exploration and theological scholarship. In both the evangelical church and the black church tradition, there are those who don't want any any exploration or engagement with scholarship that encourages people to think outside of the small religious kingdoms they have built for themselves. In short, the people in charge, the people in charge want to stay in charge. They want to stay in charge of you. They want to stay in charge of your money. They want to stay in charge of your marriage. They want to stay in charge of your home. They want to stay in charge of everything concerning you because if they are the single source of truth, as I said, you remain dependent on them. The great author James Baldwin, writing in No Name in the Street, put it this way. This way. He said, ignorance allied with power is the most ferocious enemy justice can have. Ignorance allied with power is the most ferocious enemy justice can have. If they can control you, deny you justice, take all your money, take all of the power, and get away with it all just because you don't understand what they are doing to you, then they are keeping you unaware. It is a way of keeping you unaware of spiritual and physical abuse you are experiencing because you can't even name it. Does this sound familiar? Y'all remember? Remember, they didn't, want, they didn't want slaves reading the Bible. And then when they finally let them read, they wanted you to only focus on the scriptures that said, slaves, obey your master. Don't focus on Exodus when the slaves are brought out of eat. Focus on, you know, them other scriptures about if they can keep you ignorant, they can keep you captive. 
It is still happening today. Some of us don't even understand the market. Let me, let me move on. However, I contend that we have to bring these things together. Don't, don't hear me saying that, that we only need to rely on the mind and that the mind is it. I want to be the kind of person that can stand over here and lift my hands and cry my eyes out and worship God, but I also want to be the person that can stand up here and talk about philosophy and stoicism and black liberation theology and black womanist theology and talk about great theologians of our day and of our time. There is nothing wrong with engaging the spirit and also engaging the mind. I don't want to be a, a dumb Christian that just waves their hand in the air and doesn't even understand how God is moving in this generation. Our faith is deeply rooted in the scriptures. It calls us to love our God with all of our hearts, with all of our soul, with all of our mind. Our intellectual pursuits are not a threat to our faith, but rather an invitation to dive deeper into the mysteries of God. By engaging our minds, we gain clear understanding of the divine truths that underpin our beliefs. Pursuing knowledge strengthens our faith and equips us to engage with this very, very complex world. Let us be a leading church for people living on purpose. Let us embrace a holistic approach that seamlessly weaves the spirit and the mind together. The spirit, someone has said, without the mind is like a bird with wings but no direction. While the mind without the spirit is like a compass without any magnetic pull. Both are essential for navigating the depths of faith and challenges in this world. Here's your nugget. Here's your nugget to take with you. It took me a while to get here, but here it is. You know, I like my little sayings. Spirit ignites the mind's fire. Together, they reach higher. Spirit ignites the mind's fire. Together, they reach higher. Dr. King said, the function of education is to teach one to think intensively and to think critically. Intelligence plus character. That is the goal of true education. I would phrase it this way. It is the spirit and the mind that causes us to be shaped and molded into the image of Jesus Christ. It is the spirit and the mind that causes us to be shaped and molded into the image of Jesus Christ. Our spirits connected to the divine possess an inherent power to ignite the fire within our minds. The spirit infuses us with curiosity. You thought you were just curious for just curious sakes? No, that is the spirit telling you, look, person, I was about to say dummy, look, be curious. Ask questions. What is that about? You thought the spirit 
just brought you to this church randomly and for no reason at all? No. The Spirit said you are ready for this level of teaching now. You are ready to be an intellectual. You are ready to grow. You are ready to learn. You thought it had something to do with who you sleep with. No, baby. God said it's time for you to learn some new things and to grow in some new ways and to think outside of the box. It ain't just about who you like and who you love. It is about spirit wanting to grow you up in God, mature you in faith, and give you something that will be unshakable in the times when life is rough. Unshakable when all hell starts breaking loose. Unshakable when you don't have any money in the bank. Unshakable when you lose your job. Unshakable when they're driving you crazy. Unshakable when you doubt your calling. Unshakable when you can't find your vocation. Unshakable when you're going through a divorce. Unshakable when all things seem to be falling apart. That's the faith that God is calling you to in this place. To embrace the fire of your mind so that spirit can begin to break through some things. Your breakthrough is because your mind is about to see some things differently. Your breakthrough is because spirit is moving in your life. Your breakthrough is because spirit is causing what I say to resonate with you. I'm not in control of the space between my lips and your ears. It is spirit. Spirit that is causing your mind to align with truth. As we embrace this fire, this fire in our spirit, we discover our intellectual pursuits are not separate from our spiritual journey, but integral to it. This time in this generation, I got a lot more here and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna wrap up. I'm actually gonna close. You know the saying when a black preacher says they're closing, you got another 45 minutes. I do have about another 45 minutes here, but I'm not going to preach on it. Spirit can ignite our mind's fire. Together, they reach higher. I want us to, as best we can, shake off the shackles of anti-intellectualism. Don't just let people tell you the Bible says. Don't, don't, even, don't even just let your favorite news channel convince you about what's, what's happening. I saw a report this morning on Twitter that said that there was a certain news channel that was talking about how all these documents and all that stuff and all this other stuff and how all the lawyers seem to think that there's going to be a different venue and a different judge and all that. You know, all, all, most legal scholars are agreeing that people don't need to freak out about the judge in this documents case. But one news channel had to go find the one person that's going to talk about how all hell is breaking loose because of the judge that's in the document case. Don't just willy-nilly believe everything that is being presented to you. Don't just think it is what is being said. Go and investigate. And it wasn't your station, by the way, Brandon. I would never 
Brandon, it, it wasn't ABC. I'm saying, you know, it wasn't ABC. We love ABC, y'all. That's we love ABC because Brandon works for ABC. We love ABC. It wasn't ABC. Don't disbelieve what's what's being said. I want us to be a church that really, really works hard to embrace intellectualism, to study different theologians, study different ways. I hope today that you have heard something that has convicted you to seek God for yourself and to seek knowledge and wisdom for yourself. I have witnessed, I have witnessed in seminary people getting up and storming out of a classroom all because they were told something was in the Bible and then realized it wasn't there, or they weren't told that something was in the Bible and realized it was there. There are people who are still needing to discover and understand who God is. So if you are a person today that are struggling with church hurt, maybe consider joining the deconstruction group. And also, please reach out to me because I would love to help you with it. Amen? Amen. Amen.